Shalom to all. Today's office of Amasaf Lamates. We are starting Lamaches Omer Beis, two lines up from the bottom, the second to last word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lilu Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basab, Yaakov, Misha, Her Nishama, Shadav, and And Lilu Nishmas, Rabbi Chamil, Mardachai, Ben Chaim, His Nishama, Shadav, Now, the Mishnah was discussing a case in which the Shemer Siofim inherited property. In the Reisha, Beishami, Basil agreed that this property was 100% hers and she could sell it or give it away. No strings attached. The Sefer discussed what happens if she dies, who does the property belong to. Beishami said it's a suffix, so Yachleku, her Yarshim and his Yarshim split it. Basil said that the property retains its original chazaka. The Gemara then asked a question on Beishamay. Beis Hillel is consistent. When she Yarshin's property has Shemer Siavam, it belongs to her completely, and when she dies, that property goes to her side of the family, because that's where it came from. But Beishamay was inconsistent. When she Yarshin's property has a Shemer Siavam, he agrees that it's completely hers. But when she dies, all of a sudden it becomes a Suffolk. How does that make sense? So we had an answer from Ula and Rabba, and now Abai answers. Abai Yomer, he says, Reisha did not look she Shemer Siavam. The Reisha is talking about where this property fell to her after her husband passed away when she was in the status of a Shemer Siavam. Safe enough the Seifa is talking about a case where the property fell to her while she was still married to her original husband. Which means that the machlekes between Beishamay and Beishil is regarding how powerful a kinyan the husband has in his wife's property. This is called Yadai Kiyada or Yadai Adifa Miyada. Beishil holds that Yadai Kiyada. When property falls to her, the husband doesn't have any more rights to it than she does. Therefore, when he dies and she falls to the Yavam, the Zika she adds to the Yavam connects him to her lower, on less of a level than what she was connected to the husband, and therefore the property remains with her. However, Beishamay holds that Yadai Adifa Miyada. And when property falls to her, the husband has stronger rights to it than she does. Therefore, when the husband dies and she falls to the Yavam, although Zika makes her connection to the Yavam less than it was to her husband, the Yavam only gets demoted to Yadai Kiyada, and therefore Beishamay Paskins Yachleku. But now Amalei Rava, Rava Asabai, Idenafi Lak Shi Tacht of Dabal, if you're going to say this property fell to her while she was still married to her original husband, Dukuli Amalei Pligi Yadai Adifim Yada, everyone would agree that Yadai is Adifim Yada, it's better. And therefore, when she falls to the Yavam, even though the Yavam gets demoted because of the Zika, we're still going to say Yadai is Kiyada, and therefore it should be Yachleku, even according to Beis Hillel. Ella, Rava says, we have a different explanation of the Mishnah. Idi Idi Dinafi Lak Shi Shemeris Yavam. Both the Rasha and the Sefer are talking where this property fell to her. While she was already a Shemer Siavam, not when she was married to Ruvain. Reisha Doloy Avad Bamaimer, the Reisha is talking that Shimon never did Mimer to her. Seifa Dovid Bamaimer, but the Seifa is talking that he did Mimer to her. The Kasava Rava and Rava holds Mimer Le Beishamai, Osevade Arusa, the Suffolk Nesua. According to Beishamai, when the Yavam does Mimer to his Yavama, that makes her like 100% Arusa and only a Suffolk Nesua. Vade Arusa, when we say that it makes her 100% Arusa, Litchas Pitsara, that means that Tsar is pushed away and she doesn't eat Chalitza. The Suffolk Nesua, what does that mean? She's a Suffolk Nesua, Lachlik Benachasim, the husband gets a split. Now the Gemara just tells us Itmar Mishmedi Rebbe Lazar Kavase de Rava. We have a memoir that was said in the name Rebbe Lazar that sounds just like Rava's shita. And Itmar Mishmedi Rebbe Yosi Rebbe Chanina Kavase de Abaye. We have a memoir that was said in the name Rebbe Yosi Rebbe Chanina that sounds just like Abaye's shita. The Gemara asks, "Am I Rebbe Lazar? Hachi did Rebbe Lazar really say that?" The Amar Rebbe Lazar. We have a memoir from Rebbe Lazar. The Maimer LeBeishamai Eino Kaina El Litchas Betzara Bolvad. The Maimer according to Beishamai is only Kaina in as much that it pushes away the Tzara. But according to Beishamai, Maimer is not Kaina enough to make her a Safik Nesua. So the Gemara says, "You're right. Epoch switch around the shita." Or if you buy some alternatively, we could say, don't switch around the shitas. And Amr Lachar Bilazar, Bilazar would answer you, Ki In regards to what do I say, that Mimer makes her like an Arusa, that a get is not enough, El Dubai Nami Chalitza, she would also need Chalitza. Did I ever say that there's not going to be any sort of kinney in regards to Chalukas Nechasim? I didn't say that. And therefore, it could be that Rabbi is just like Rava. And now, if Papa picks up continuing to talk about this, Amr Papa, he says, We have a deacon in our mission that sounds like our mission is just like a bai, but 
Even though we do have a problem, why is the Mishnah talking about a case where she had to die? And an explanation of what Rav Papa just said, Diktani, the Mishnah says, Nechasim hanichnasim v'yaitzim ima. It talks about these nechasim that come in with her and go out with her. My nechnasim my yaitzim. What does that mean that they come in and go out? Lav nechnasim l'rushos habal v'yaitzim rushos habal rushos av. Doesn't mean that we're talking about nechnasim that went into the rushos of the husband, which means that she was married to the husband when these nechasim fell to her. And yaitzim means that they left the husband's rushos and they go to the father's rushos. Once she dies, it goes to her father's rushos. So the Mishnah is very medoyik like Abai. But for Afagav the Kashi Mesa, we still have this issue of Mesa. What does that mean? Because Adamifal gibe gufa ulachar Mesa. Instead of saying that the argument is regarding the property itself, and we're talking about after she died, why don't we just say that she's still alive in the whole machlekes is regarding the payrise? We asked this question yesterday as well. The Gemara says midi. There's nothing else to say about it. The Mishnah is clearly midoyik like Abaye. However, we do have this question: Why is that we have to be talking about Mesa? Why can't we be talking about a case where she's still alive? And the Mishnah concluded by saying kansa harehi that if he married his ivama, she's considered like his wife for everything. The Gemara asks my Hilchsa, what's the Mishnah trying to teach us? He says, that if he wants to get rid of her, he would have to give her a get, and he could remarry her after he divorces her. The Gemara asks, it's obvious that he would have to divorce her with a get. They're 100% married. Why would you think he wouldn't have to do that? So the Gemara answers, I would have thought, since the Pasuk says, the Pasuk tells us that he shall take her as a wife and be miyabim her. She still has the status of being a Yavama even after he marries her. So in If he wants to send her out, he would have to give her Chalitza and not a get. That he would give her a get to send her away. The Gemara asks now on the second part of the statement, Machzira, he can remarry her after he divorces her. Pshita, it's obvious. Why should he not be allowed to remarry her after he divorces her? The Gemara answers, I would have thought, He did the mitzvah that the Torah says he should do, which is Yibam. Now that he divorced her, she should go back to the original Isra of Eshazach and he shouldn't be allowed to remarry her. That he is allowed to remarry her. The Gemara asks, Maybe we do say so. Maybe we say that it is also for him to remarry her after he divorced her. The Gemara answers, the Torah says, He should take her as a wife. Once he did take her, she is considered like his wife for everything. Once he divorces her, he is allowed to remarry her. And the Mishnah had said that even though she's his wife for everything, her ksuba is on the property of her original husband. Which means when the Yavam writes her brand new ksuba, that ksuba is coming from the property of the original husband. He doesn't have to be mashabed his own properties to her ksuba. The Gemara asks, my time, why not? If he's marrying her, so then he should be mashabed his own properties to her ksuba. Why is it that we're being mashabed the properties of the original husband to her ksuba? The Gemara answers, Isha Hiknulayim A woman was given to him from Shemayim. He didn't choose to marry her. The Torah gave him this wife. Since the Torah gave him this wife, we make it a little bit easier for the second husband, for the Yavam, and we say that you don't have to be mashabed your properties to her ksuba. Her ksuba is going to come from the properties of her original husband. However, if Elaslaim if the original husband doesn't have any property, so then they were misakin that the second one does have to give her his property, so it shouldn't be easy for him to divorce her. If he doesn't have a chiv to give her a ksuba, because the ksuba is coming from the original husband, and the original husband doesn't have any properties, so it's going to be very easy for him to divorce her. Therefore, in this scenario where the original husband didn't have any properties, we say that the new husband does have to give her from his property. And the Mishnah tells us, follows, it's a mitzvah for the oldest one to do yibam. If he doesn't want to, so then we go to all the brothers. If they don't want to, then we go back to the oldest one, and we tell him, the mitzvah is on you. 
Let's say One of the brothers says, let's wait for the younger brother who's under bar mitzvah to grow up and he might do yibam. Or one of the brothers says, let's wait for our oldest brother to come from overseas, he might want to do yibam. Or if the brother is a cher shayta, we don't listen to him, we tell him, the mitzvah is on you. Now, Itmari was stated, Bias Katan Michalitza's Gadol, Pligi Bar Biachan Rabbi Yeshub and Levi. There's Machalikas between Rabbi Yechon and Rabbi Yeshub and Levi regarding is it better to have Bia from a younger brother? We're not talking about a brother who's under Bar Mitzvah. We're just talking about a brother who's lower on the totem pole of ages in his family. Is it better for him to do Yibum? Or is it better for the oldest brother to do Chalitza? Chanam or one of them says, Bias Katan Adifa. It's better for the younger brother to do Yibum. The Chanam or one of them says, Chalitza's Gadol Adifa. It's better for the older brother to do Chalitza. Manda Arma Bias Katan Adifa, the one that says it's better for the younger brother to do Yibum. Because the bigger mitzvah is to do yibam. The one that says it's better for the older one to do chalitza, that's because when we have an older brother, the younger brother doing yibam doesn't mean anything because the mitzvah is on the older brother, as we saw in the Mishnah. Now the Gemara tries to prove from the Mishnah. Tanan, our Mishnah says, If he didn't want machsir nakal achim, then we go to all the brothers. My love, does that mean that the older brother didn't want to do yibam, but he wanted to do chalitza? Nonetheless, the Mishnah says, that we go to the brothers. Shmami, now what do we see from here? Bias Katan Adifa. That's better for the younger brother to do Yibum as opposed to the older brother doing Chalitza. The Gemara says, Loy, that's not what the Mishnah is talking about. What does the Mishnah mean? Loy Ratza Lachlaitz Viloy Liabim. It means the older brother didn't want to do either Chalitza or Yibum. That's how we're going to go to the other brothers. But it could be that if the older brother wanted to do Chalitza and not Yibum, we're not going to go to the younger brother to do Yibum. We're going to have the older brother do Chalitza. The Gemara asks, How could that be? The Kavasa Gabay Achin Loy Ratzu Loy Lachlaitz Viloy Liabim. Does that mean that the parallel case is that now we went to all the brothers and they didn't want to do Chalitza or Yibam either. So my chazan it's all gadol and Why would we go back to the older brother to force him to either do Chalitza or Yibam? Mechvayeh did too. Why don't we just force one of the younger brothers? We already have one of the younger brothers in Bezdin. Why don't we just tell him, okay, either you do Yibam or Chalitza. Why go back to the older brother? So Gemara answers, no, that's not a raya because keeping the mitzvah lady day Ramya, since the mitzvah is on the older brother lady day kafina, that's why we force the older brother. Now we try to prove the opposite way. Tanan the Mishnah says talabakatan achi yagdil. If one of the brothers said, let's just wait for the younger brother until he grows up and he. He might do yibum. Ain't shaymin like we don't listen to him. Now if ebs katan adifa, if you're gonna say that the yibum of the younger brother is better, am I in shaymin like? Why don't we listen to this brother? Nintar, we should wait. Dilma gadol. Perhaps this younger brother is gonna grow up. Umiyabim, and he's gonna do yibum. The gemara asks, "Well, tamech according to you, how does that make sense?" The mishnah then says, "Ube gadol ad shiavim dinas hayam ain't shaymin like." That if one of the brothers suggests, "Let's wait till the older brother comes from overseas," we don't listen to him. Am I? Why not? Nintar dilma asiv chalitz. Why don't we wait for him to come and do chalitza? Because according to you, chalitza the older brother is better. So Ella must be kol shihu. We're not going to wait for a mitzvah to be done. And if we're going to have to wait for the younger brother to become bar mitzvah or for the older brother to come, we're not going to wait for that to happen and we're going to force one of the brothers, which is here, either to do yibum or chalitza. Now, Lama Tesson based on top of the Gemara continues. Ista Amri, some say that when it comes to Bia, when it comes to being miyabim, everyone agrees that a younger brother doing yibum is much better than the older brother doing chalitza. So, what's the machlaikis? What about if a younger brother wants to do chalitza? And this is what was stated. Chalitza's katan, chalitza's gadol, we have either a younger brother willing to do chalitza or an older brother willing to do chalitza, pligibar v'yechen rabbi shuvah levi, that's what the machlaikah says. Chadamar, one of them says, chalitza's gadol adifa, the older brother doing chalitza is better. Chadamar, kiyadadin, and one of them says, it's the same thing. If someone's going to be doing chalitza, it doesn't make a difference. Matamar, chalitza's gadol adifa, the one that says that the older brother doing chalitza is better, the hamitzah begadol, because the mitzvah is for the older brother to do it. V'idachan, the other one will respond to that. Kiyamrina, mitzvah begadol, when do we say that it's a mitzvah for the older brother to do something? That's regarding yibum. 
But when it comes to chalitza, they're all the same. If someone's willing to do chalitza, it doesn't make a difference if it's older brother, younger brother. And now we try to bring a raya to now. The Mishnah says loy ratzu chayzer neitzal gadol. If they didn't want that, we go to the older one. My love doesn't that mean loy ratzu liyabim el lachleit that they didn't want to do yibum but they wanted to do chalitza. The Katani, nonetheless, it says in the Mishnah chayzer neitzal gadol that we go to the older brother. Ushma mina chalitza gadol adifa. We see from here that it's better for the older one to do chalitza as opposed to the younger one. The Gemara says loy. That's not a raya. The Mishnah is talking about a case where loy ratzu loy lachleit v'loy liyabim. No one wants to do anything not chalitza or yibum. The Gemara says how could that be? The Kavase gabe gadol loy ratzu loy lachleit v'loy liyabim. Does that mean that the older brother didn't want to do chalitza or yibum? So why would we have to go back to the older one to force him? Why don't we just force one of the younger brothers? The Gemara answers, the reason why we're going to go back to the older brother to force him, even though there is really no difference in who does chalitza, since the mitzvah is with him, and that's how we're going to force him. Tashma, we have another attempted riot from Mishnah. Let's say one of the brothers says, let's wait till the oldest brother comes from Dinas Hayam. And Shemilai wouldn't listen to him. Now if he's talking about the chalitza's God Adifa, if you're going to say the chalitza of the older brother is better, Amaya and Shemilai, why wouldn't we listen to him? Why don't we wait for the older brother to come from Dinas Hayam and then maybe he's going to do chalitza? The Gemara responds, according to you, the Mishnah also says that if one of the brothers suggests that we should wait for the younger brother to grow up, wouldn't listen to him, Amaya, why not? Ninter, we should wait. Maybe he's going to grow up and he's going to be miyabim her. So again, we don't have a conclusive proof. Ella must be that when it comes to waiting for a mitzvah to happen, we're not going to wait for it to happen. We're not going to wait for the younger brother to grow up. We're not going to wait for the older brother to come to Hayam. But either which way, we don't have a riot from our Mishnah whether it's better for the younger brother to do chalitza or the older brother to do chalitza. And then on Hassan, we have a Mishnah over there. Mitzvah Yibum Kaidamus Lamitz Chalitza. The Mitzvah Yibum comes before the Mitzvah Chalitza. It's preferable to do Yibum as opposed to Chalitza. But Rishayna, this was originally Shayu Mitzchal and Mitzvah when they had Kavana just be Mekayim the Mitzvah Yibum. But Achshav nowadays, Shayin Mitzchal and Mitzvah, people don't have Kavana for Mitzvah. They have some sort of other reason in mind why they want to do Yibum. Amru, therefore, they said, Mitzvah Chalitza Kaidamus Lamitz Yibum, it's better to do Chalitza as opposed to Yibum. However, Amarav ain't Kaifin. We're not going to force him to do Chalitza. If he wants to do Yibum, he can do Yibum. And he also like I made the Rav, when a Yavim and a Yavama came to Rav, Amalu, he would tell them, Iba is Chalitza, Iba is Yabim. If you want to do Chalitza, do Chalitza. If you want to do Yibum, you can do Yibum. Because we doch Rachman, the Torah says everything is up to you. The Im lo ish. The Torah says if the man doesn't want, Haim Chafatz. But if he wants, Iba is Chalitza, Iba is Yabim. If he wants, he can do Chalitza. If he wants, he can do Yibum. And Rav Rabbi Huda suffer in Kaifin. Rabbi Huda also holds that we don't force Chalitza. If they want, they can do Yibum. And how do we know Rabbi Huda agrees to this? I mean, asking Rabbi Huda begitted the Chalitza because Rabbi Huda is metakin that the following is written in the get of Chalitza, meaning this is the document that the Bezdin writes for the party that did Chalitza. What's written inside it? Ech plainis bas plainis, how this woman, the daughter of so-and-so, akavas yas plaini yavama kadmana, she brought so-and-so her yavam in front of us, libeidina to Bezdin, veishtamai inhu, and we recognized him, da achva de misname abanihu, that he's the brother of the deceased, and they share the same father, and ve'amrilein, we told him, itzavis liyabim yabim, if you want to be miyabim her, you can miyabim her, v'iloi, but if you don't want to be miyabim her, stick out your right foot towards her. And he stuck at his right foot. And she took his shoe off of his foot. And she spit spittle, which was recognizable to the Bezdin, on the floor. And he was Messiah. He would conclude this document with something in the name of Rav Yehuda. We made them read that which is written in the Sefer Torah of Maish Rabbeinu. So we see that even Rav Yehuda doesn't force him to do Chalitza. The fellow was given an option by Rav Yehuda to do Yibam if he wants. Now we just try to understand the Lashon in this document that said, in who we recognize him. Pligibar of Achav Ravina, Rav Achav Ravina argue about this. Chadam or one of them says, how do we know that he's the brother? Be'edim, because Adam came and gave testimony that he's the brother. Chadam or one of them says, Afilu Karav, Afilu Isha. Even if a relative came and said that he's a brother, we believe him. Even if a woman came and said that he's a brother, we believe her. And Mehilchasa, the halacha is, Galui Milsa Ba'almahu, we're just trying to re 
reveal a known fact of Afilu Kar, Afilu Isha, even a relative and even a woman is believed. Over here, we don't need to have Kasher Adim telling us that he's a brother. We can very easily find out if he's a brother. Therefore, anyone that tells us that he's a brother will believe them because they have no reason to lie. And going back to what started out this discussion, we had said Barishon originally, when they had Kavana for Mitzvah, Mitzvah Yibam Kademus, Mitzvah Chalitza, the Mitzvah of Yibam comes before the Mitzvah Chalitza. Now, people don't have Kavana for the Mitzvah Yibam. Amru, they said, Mitzvah Chalitza, Kademus, Mitzvah Yibam, it's a Mitzvah Du Chalitza before Yibam. And Amru Ram Rachama, Amru Yitzchak, Ram Rachama said, in the name of Yitzchak, Chazru Lai Mar Mitzvah Yibam, Kademus, Mitzvah Chalitza. Then they went back and said that really the Mitzvah Yibam comes before the Mitzvah Chalitza. Amru Lai Ravnachim Bar Yitzchak, Ravnachim Bar Yitzchak told him, Achshur Dare, does that mean the generations have all of a sudden improved? People used to not have Kavana Lashem Shemaim when they did Yibam, so therefore they said it was better to do Chalitza, and now all of a sudden everyone became much bigger Tzadikim, and now everyone has proper Kavana. That's highly unlikely. So the answer is no. Meikar Savrila Ka'abashol. Originally we held that the mission was like Abashol. Ubasayf Savrila Ka'abanon. Later on they held like their Abanon. Titan, you have a Brisa. Abashol and Rabashol says, Hakanis is Yvimta Lashem Noi, Ulashum Ishos, Ulashum Davracher. If someone marries his Yavama, he does Yibam. And the reason why he does so is because she's pretty, or because he just wants to get married, or he has some sort of other motive. Ki'ilupagyeba Erva. It's as if he married an Erva. The Karvani Be'enai Lias Havlan Mamzer. And it's very seeming to me to make the child a Mamzer. The Torah says, the Yavim's allowed to marry her. It doesn't make a difference what his intent is. There's a mitzvah to marry her. So originally we thought that we should pass on like Abishol, but later we said that we go with the Shita the Rabbanon. Now that we have these two Shitas, we're going to bring a Brisa and suggest that perhaps his Brisa is like Abishol. Who taught the following Brisa? The Pasuk says the Yavim should come to her. Mitzvah, that means that there's a mitzvah. Originally, this woman, before she married this fellow's brother, she was mother to him. Nesra, then she became Usher because she married his brother. And then she became mother to him again because his brother died without children. Yachol, you might think Taxer Latera Rishon that you should go back to original Heter. That's why the pasuk says Yivama Yavayaleha Mitzvah tells us there's a Mitzvah to marry her. Now Mantano, who's the Tano of this Brisa? So Amar of Yisrael where Avdimi or Yisrael where Avdimi suggests Abashol. He is Abashol. Vachikamar, and this is what the Brisa is saying. Yivama Yavayaleha Mitzvah. The pasuk tells us that the Yavam should marry her, meaning there's a Mitzvah. Shevetchilo Haisa Olav Bechlal Heter. Originally he was allowed to marry her. What does that mean? He was allowed to marry her. Ratzel Shem Noi Kainsa Ratzel Shem Ishus before Reuven married this woman. Shimon technically could have married her because of beauty or because of some other reason because he wanted to get married. But kind of the moment that Reuven married her, Nasser she became usher to Shimon. Chazer then she became mother to Shimon because Reuven died without children. You might think she goes back to that original heter that Shimon's allowed to marry her for whatever reason, even because she's pretty, even because of Ishas. That's why the pasuk says the mitzvah. He's only allowed to marry her for mitzvah purposes. He has to have the proper kavanas when he marries her, just because it's a mitzvah, not for any other ulterior motive. So it seems to be this brass is Abishol. But Rav Amar Rav says, no, I feel it could be this Bryce is the Rabbanon. And this is what the Bryce is saying. He has a mitzvah to marry her. Originally, before Ruvain married her, Shimon technically could have married her. Which means, if he wanted to marry her, he could have. If not, he could have married someone else. Nasser, then she became Usher to Shimon once Ruvain married her. Then she became Mother to him again because Ruvain died without children. So the Bryce is telling us, You might think that she goes back to her original Heter. If Shimon wants, he could marry her. If he wants, he doesn't have to marry her. The Gemara pauses and asks, What does it mean if he wants, he doesn't have to marry her? They're connected to each other. They have Zikas, Yavam, and Yavama. Does that mean she just walk away free without anything? So Rav just reinterprets the Brisa. What the Brisa is meaning to say is you might have thought, If he wants, he could marry her. If he wants, he could do Chalitza to her. That's why the Pazak says, Mitzvah, there's a mitzvah for him to marry her. It's more of a mitzvah to do Yibam than Chalitza. So originally we brought this Brisa. I think that's Shitas Abashal, and that's the way that it was explained by Yitzchak Baravdimi. However, Rava came along saying that it could be Shitas Rabbanon, and it doesn't have to be Shitas Abashal.
Shal. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow and continue to explain this Brysa in light of these two ways of understanding it, according to Yitzhak Baradimi's understanding and according to Rava's understanding. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.